This is Grandma's Wisdom, and I'm your girl, your host, Donnie. Look, this is the realest podcast you're going to listen to because there's people from all walks of life that I will be interviewing, giving you different perspectives on self-development, self-care, self-love, and just getting through the struggle of life to where there's a point where you don't feel like you have to struggle in life but you can live your life. So sit back, relax, and listen. What up, what up? What up, y'all? Um, This is your girl, Donnie, Donnie Baby. So, have an interview for you guys, and this interview is with Mr. Mike. Um... Mr. Mike has been homeless for about a good um, 15 years. So this interview is extensive, like it's long. And he touches base on a lot of things that he experienced out there. Um, the things he's, he saw. He's very um, intelligent. Um, and he's very aware of himself and those whom are around him. So I had an opportunity to learn some things from him. And you guys will soon get an opportunity to learn some things from him as well. He is definitely a giver, you know. Um, and he takes pride in giving, you know. Um, even though he's in his situation, he still feels the need to give. You know, like for instance, you have Pops who, who gave out wisdom Mr. Mike was the giver who gave out necessities to people, um, things that people needed, so outreach. So that was his thing. He wanted to go out and touch someone who was in the same predicament as he was in. So if he had anything, he would give it out to them, um, even if it was his last, you know, um, He's a very spiritual guy as well. So um, I had an opportunity to have some common ground with him in terms of individual spirituality. And I don't mean uh, religion and all of that. Um, if y'all don't know by now, I don't like to get into religion. It's not my forte. But spiritually, I'm all down for it. Individual-wise, yes, I'm all down for that. Um and I definitely had a common ground with him. So I want you guys to hear this incredible man speak. So yeah, Mr. Mike, he gives you the whole rundown. You know, he gives you the whole rundown of his life. So you guys will get an opportunity to kind of be in his world um, for the next hour. Um, and he's very interesting um, he's very educated in terms of, um, gaining knowledge on things that he feels are important to, uh, be knowledgeable about. Um, so, um, he's a great communicator as well. I just, I, I just got to point out some of the things I love about Mr. Mike. So go ahead and check out this interview. Right. See if they don't be getting that cable and that and that cell phone cut off. Right. You know what I mean? In, in two months, ten weeks, they potentially could be homeless themselves. Exactly. And I think that 
homelessness brings on a fear in people. Like to where they're like standoffish. Keep walking. Yeah, standoffish. Right. Like, oh my God. Oh my right. God, I, don't I don't want to wanna... get too close. I don't get too wanna... close. Whatever disease they have to rub off the, on me. It's, it's those where people feel like, oh, I may catch something if I touch I them or whatever. I catch that homelessness bug. Yeah, exactly. I got you know, That's and I think that is. So they'd rather not see us. Right. And I think it's very foul. Yeah. You know, in a sense of. You know, I wanted to give myself as a grown woman now to give myself an opportunity to get outside of my comfort zone and talk oh. to people that I don't know. Right. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's interesting that you use the term comfort zone because unfortunately, we homeless people can also get stuck in a comfort zone. Yeah. Uh, of homelessness. Yes. We don't strive for housing. We don't save for housing, mm-hmm. even if it's a room or, or an apartment. Right. Uh, I've been on so many lists over the years mm-hmm. that I'm tired of getting on lists. Mm. But I realize that they are making progress. I know three or four people who have now home, who have places uh, to reside in that are theirs that were homeless yes. less than a year ago. So it encourages me to get back on the list right. again. And since I'm physically challenged uh they they're up in they're up in the progress or the drive for the families as well as for the physically challenged and the vets right you know they want the vets to be housed which i think our vets should be housed right uh but i'm a little uh uh, worn out worn out taking the time going across town sitting in the office waiting to be called Going in, interviewing, and then filling out lists. I, I never get walk, called. Yeah, I never get called back. I walked out of an office in Wisconsin Avenue, up, up northwest, uh, because I refused to give them my social security number again to some other organization. You know what I mean? And my full name, date of birth, and all this, that, and the other. Because there's fraud in this whole game of homelessness. Yeah. There's a lot of money in programs. And there are people who are who come up with great proposals and they get grants and the money a lot more of the money than I think should be going in their pocket goes in their pockets. Yeah. As far as other people who administer the program and so forth and so on. Don't get me wrong, I think they should all get paid. We all should get paid what we're worth and so forth and so on. Right. But at the same time, uh, sometimes it can be to the extreme. Yeah. So getting back to it, that's one of the reasons why I'm I'm just tired of doing the listing. Now, it's yeah. interesting because I was doing some work over to a senior citizen's home. I do home improvements, but I used to do home improvements before I got into this wheelchair. Right. I built 600 houses from the ground up. Wow. Okay. So I know everything there is to know about framing it, insulating it, doing all the electric, all the plumbing, the countertops in the kitchen, the the, the, the vinyl floor, the ceramic tile in the bathroom, the tubs, oh, the toilets, wow. the whole nine. Okay. So I'm over the senior citizen's house the other day. Uh-huh. Doing some work in there, uh-huh. and uh, her daughter comes in and she goes, "Mike, uh, an agency came through our program. She works for uh, Unity Health down at Second and D Shelter. Well, they got other organizations, right, other right. locations too. Mm-hmm. But she came. Some organization came through Unity Health over there to express to them interest in getting people housing through Unity Care." Right, mm-hmm. the, you know, since you guys are dealing with the public on a regular basis, right. why don't you give us some names of some people you think will be choice candidates for housing? Well, right. she decided to get a bunch of my information. So, 
we'll see what happens there. Okay. All right. So this was yesterday, right? This, this just happened. This just happened like last three or four days, three three days ago, which is great. So that's kind of encouraging too. Right. That is. So we're gonna cross our fingers for you. We're gonna, gonna cross our fingers and, and put some knee pads too. on and pray. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? <laughs> we're gonna cross our fingers and we're gonna pray for you, man. We hope you do. Um, Pops was supposed to be trying to get a house with his brother and everything. Yeah. I, and it probably would have happened. It would. I, I really feel that it would have happened from what we were talking about and how he was talking. It was like he had all, he was setting up everything to get off the street before the winter hit. And it took me for a loop, you know, to see that he passed I'm, away. It's interesting that you mention that. I'm kind of looking forward to going into the winter. Really? Right here. Because that's when the homeless, homeless uh, people really get hit hard. That's when you find people dying from hypothermia. Yeah, yeah. That's when you find people having their toes and their feet cut off because of hypothermia. I was on the concrete at Union Station this past, well, this past one, uh, like Marches, February, February. Last March? Yeah. This, okay, this last past, year. This, no, okay. No, this past. Just past? Just, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, just past February, March. On the, on, on the concrete, but I was in multiple blankets, you know, uh, uh. But that's when my outreach kicked in because I would gather up blankets for people because I knew that they weren't either weren't around at the time when the when the shelter buses would come through uh-huh. or they would be in whatever mental zone, zone that they would mm-hmm. be in, right? Yeah. On whatever or they might even be in Union Station in the bathroom. Or at McDonald's. Right. Or whatever. Right. So what I would do is I would get multiple blankets. Uh-huh. And I would get two, and I would sit on them, uh-huh. and then I would get three more. I'd uh-huh. roll them up, and I'd stick them right here. Oh, One, two, okay. Three. Right. Uh huh. I put them right there. You stick them all in there right. so you can, three, yeah. Right. So I can hand them out for right. people who didn't get one, yeah, or who might need another one, right? right? And then I always have two backpacks, like mm-hmm. I have this one now. Right. I usually have two. Uh huh. One's always filled with clothes. Always have hygiene stuff in in one, yeah. along with uh, socks, uh-huh. shirts, right, sweatshirts. Or I might even be sitting on a coat or two, or have a hoodie in in, in my bag. Okay. Because I might wake up at two thirty in the morning, like I did this one time, to go take a leak. Uh-huh. Right. I'm over here at Union Station, uh-huh. and when I'm coming back, I got the second look at this guy standing up near where I was laying. He okay. had on one of those paper. Uh, uh, scrub suits because uh-huh. they're getting away from the cloth they're kind of paperish now yeah it's 2.30 in the morning dude it's cold I got on three blankets uh-huh. where's your coat it turns out he had just got out of jail mm. and they let him out of jail well basically well they didn't even put his clothes on because his clothes were so pissed no he had just got out of the hospital I'm sorry I got out of the hospital I'm okay. sorry he had pissed his clothes so bad that when they brought him into the hospital, emergency room, or whatever the case, they took all that off. And that discarded the trash, it. Right. Yeah. Discarded it, gave him the scrubs. So when they let him out, that's what he got. He got on tennis shoes with no shoelaces, mm-hmm. and he got on scrubs. Mm. Well, I reached on one of my backpacks and got him a coat, jacket. You follow yeah. what I'm saying? This, the winter time is when my thing is going to kick in. Right. Because Lord willing, I'll have me a storage unit right here. Right. 
eighty dollar uh, four by four uh-huh. with blankets, sleeping bags, and some more stuff up in there. Right. Right. Because right. people come down through here giving, giving, giving. Right. Well, you got to have somewhere to put, put, put. Right. I've got two bags, hefty bags of winter clothes mm-hmm. over at a friend's house. Right. And so I'm going to keep storing things away. That includes blankets, including the, th- the three sleeping bags I already got to go into the winter with. Oh, wow. You follow me? So you prepared. So that's why you're right. looking at winter like, I'm, oh, yeah. come I'm, on, bring it to bring, me. Bring it on. Bring it on. on. This is when I'm going to continue to do my outreach. Right. I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to put forth eventual podcasts too uh, relating to Mike on the front lines. Right. Because I'm on the front lines. Yes, you are on the front lines. I've uh, supplied people with tents. That's that a guy work coming out down here with Yeah. I mean, with the, the yeah. stroller. There have been times when I've gotten for people and it worked out. There were times when I let ladies come down to my tents. You know what I mean? I had uh-huh. bigger... Well, I had one tent at that time uh-huh. and uh, I let her stay in and I laid on the floor and she she, she laid over there and I didn't touch her because I'm trying to obey God. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I ain't trying to mess up my groove. I got connections. <laughs> you know what I mean? For real. <laughs> I'm serious because the Lord blesses me. Right. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just... So I ain't even trying to even go there. Right. But this interesting thing about it, the next day, which was Saturday, I had some things to do. And I saw I'd be back around 3 or 4. Uh-huh. Uh there was plenty of water and munchies and stuff in there. And uh, I happened to go out. And as I was out, I happened to run across Mike. Pops, you call him. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, I saw your lady friend. You know, he all boosting it all up like I had hooked <laughs> up with somebody. Good morning. Right. Come on. And I was like, oh, it's not. What? Uh-uh, pumpkin. <laughs> so I was like, uh, yeah, well, da-da-da. So anyway, when I got back to the tent, she wasn't there. Uh-huh. It turned out she never came back. Right. She never came back to say thank you. Nothing. Never, nothing. But here's the deal. She left a good quality made duffel bag with ladies clothes in it. Some stuff still had tags on it. Yes. Panties. Fresh out the package with the tapes. Never used. Never even washed. Right. With the tape. The, yes. Still uh-huh. on them. Fresh. Still sealed. Okay. Yeah, sealed basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, bunch of hygiene stuff in good shape. New stuff, fresh out of Walmart or Target or wherever. Stuff with still tags on it. And then she left her nursing certificate. The one that you can get like $19 and $26 an hour with. Mm-hmm. The one for the RN thing. Why yeah. would you leave that certificate? If you're going to leave here and go to another city. Because I, I went through some of her stuff after a few days when I knew she wasn't coming back. And I didn't even discard her stuff and start giving her stuff away until two weeks later. When I realized that she wasn't for real coming back. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, clothing that I was giving, ladies' clothes that I was giving out to other people. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so here I am doing things. I'm just my outreach. You know what I mean? I'm doing uh-huh. something for somebody. And uh, she just rolled out and didn't even say thank you. I wonder what that was about. Yeah. Another lady showed up down here at uh, Union Station. Mm-hmm. I come out of Union Station because I give out cigarettes too, you know? Yeah. Because uh, us homeless, we have an addiction to nicotine and caffeine and so forth and so on. Yeah. We can't afford a cigarette. Right. So, as opposed to people just always having to ask, mm-hmm. I break them off two or three. 
You know yeah. what I mean? In some cases. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's and there were certain ones that I know they can't afford, yeah. white or black, young or old. You know, uh-huh. I just, I look forward to coming through there with them sandwiches right. and them cigarettes. You know what I mean? They know they can always get something from me. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm handing out these cigarettes to these people that I'm looking at, at strangers. Because I usually go through home, uh, Union Station at least mm-hmm. once a day just to see if I can see any unfamiliar faces. Right. Mm-hmm. Because people, it's amazing how many people come through Union Station. Right. Oh, wow. Homeless people flow through the train and bus stations. And probably... I heard that they yeah. they are actually it's coming like a, here to be homeless versus anywhere else because it's a little bit better from what I understand. Con, yeah. Conditions aren't that bad here. You can eat... Yeah. You can eat every meal of every day if you know where to go. If you know where to go. Yeah. And that's one of the things also that I do. Any of the strangers that I see coming through, you let, let them know. know. Look, if you go three blocks down the street, Central Union Mission. If you go three blocks down the street, make a left and then a right, boom, 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 there's a second of D shop. Right. You know what I mean? If you go 10 blocks this way, it's sums. Right. You know, if you go this way, that way, catch this bus, that bus, here's the hospital, da 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 da. Right. You know, and this organization comes over here in a van or a truck or a bus at such and such time and such and such day, and you can get fed. Right. Arthur's table delivers. Yeah. Just three blocks down the street, but you'd be surprised how many people who are homeless, who are in whatever mental state that they're in, mm-hmm. they cannot conceptualize three blocks this way, three blocks that way. Yeah. They would not they would not make Martha's table. Martha's yeah. table's been doing her thing in New Jersey Avenue for twenty some years. Mm. And delivers good food. Yeah. Hot food. And cardboard entree boxes like the Chinese food place. Yes. Yes. And you can get one or two. Or three, wow. and then they give you two peanut butter sandwiches and two bologna sandwiches and trail mix and, bal- and, and bananas and apples and things of that nature. Mm. Yeah. So what I do is I get and I put in my backpack mm-hmm. and I bring them up here to uh, Union Station because there's right. some people who have so much stuff to push around in their cart that they can't move. That they can't they leave their cart, and then that's around and have a loss of a lot of their personal items. Right. Or you have some people who honestly cannot. Yeah, I've realized that there's a lot of people um, out here on the street that are dealing with mental illness, and 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 I will say a good eighty percent of them are dealing with that. And if they're not dealing with it now because of the drug use or just life in the general, they, they and, will yeah. get there. They will get there, especially that crazy K two. K two. I was it's just crazy. about to say that, Mister Mike. Crazy. Crazy. I mean, crazy. I've been in, in and out of the drug world, on and off. For back since the 80s when the, when the, when the when they love came. boat was out yeah. in aluminum foil. Uh-huh. Right? But that wasn't anything that, that I really was into on a record. I couldn't relate to that. Because okay. they, when they call that butt naked, that's exactly what it was. What it was, butt naked. You want to take your clothes off and get all weird. Did you suffer but from any addiction? I suffered from a crack addiction. I okay. sure did. Okay. Um, but I was... I bought, even, even, even my characteristics of... Perfectionism still kicked in. I, I never had a, a trap house or, or, or right. a crack house. Uh-huh. I never liked going to them. Yeah. I would. I've always been a, a, a money maker. I've been in construction for over thirty some odd years. Yeah. Like I said I built six hundred houses plus. Right. I can wire plumbing, ceiling fans, the whole nine yards. whatever your mama, your daddy wants, whatever you want, I mm-hmm. can do it. Right. If you leave for about three or four days, I will tear this wall out and 
make an opening for you as if that wall was never there. Right. I had a friend of mine, a guy that I met across the street from a house I was working on. His wife worked for the State Department. Uh-huh. She was in Africa for three more weeks. Uh-huh. I put in a dishwasher that they didn't have. I and I ran all the wiring, all the plumbing. I put in all brand new doors in this house. I put in three or four ceiling fans. Mm. I put motion detector lights on outside so when she pulled into the driveway, bam, the lights come on. Oh, she, wow. You know I mean? When she pulled in there, I did a rack of stuff. And when she came in there, it blew her mind. Because so much had been done in such a broad area. She was so impressed. She hugged me like, I must have turned into a noodle. I know, right? You know what I mean? But the point is, one of the things is is that I have been able to work and make money over the years. Yeah. On a daily basis sometimes. I've been able to support my habit, unfortunately. Right. Right? It's an unfortunate thing. Yeah. Fortunate in a way that I didn't have to do certain things in order to stoop below my integrity and my character. Okay. In order to use, because that's what some people do. Drug addiction causes people to steal. Uh, exactly. In order to get their drug, in order to use. Yeah, they'll do what they got to do. From whoever. From whoever. That's Don't matter. Mother, father. A lot of violence comes mm-hmm. from that. Because somebody just stole something that belonged to somebody else, and he's going to come over there, and he's going to go behind and right. get it back, or in retribution or revenge. Right. I've never had to suffer that. This face is still looking pretty good. It I'm is. I'm 59 it years old, about to shit. hit 60. About to Mr. hit 60, Mike. Lord willing. And I ain't, only thing broke is this right here. Right. And my hip, my hip's out too. Can I ask you how did that happen? Would I have to be honest? It's a bone disease. It's, it's a bone, a bone disease. disease that, that okay. it, ate, it ate up the cartilage, the ligaments, the kneecap. All It ate up the top bone and the bottom bone, the tibia and the fibula. ate up all the bone structure. It ate up everything that normally hold it together. Instead of it working like this, which is just, that's the way I need it decided to drift to the side. All drift the way to over. the side. So and that's, that's what this that's did. That's what you're seeing now. You're seeing it's upper... I keep getting confused. The tibia or the fibula. Mm-hmm. The tibia is going this way and the fibula is coming up this right. way. Right. But you know, God is just so merciful and so gracious. The nerves were being eaten up first. The nerves were destroyed first. So the, I wasn't able to feel the pain of what was going, what was going on. on. Yeah. So oh, normally wow. this would hurt like shit. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You know, this would hurt. This is broke. It's broke. And this you one, can actually move it yeah, into. Yeah, it would. Play. It would normally hurt. And it, it doesn't bother you. It doesn't hurt because the nerves are have gone. Been, yeah, metastasized or whatever the word is. Yes. Yeah, it's gone. Oh But wow. see, that's what started first. It started working on the nerves first, uh-huh. prior to actually destroying all this knee structure. Right. I thought it was just fluid on the knee at first. Right. So I went to the clinics and stuff and was having the fluid drawn off with these big old needles, you know. Uh-huh. And the, the, the fluid was there because of the infection. Da, 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 da. The point is, is that not only is this destroyed, but my hip is also out. Oh, wow. Normally, your hip's in a socket and when you walk, walk and that's out like that, too. all the cup part of it is destroyed and the top bone part of it. It looks stupid look at it on the x-ray oh wow yeah i mean how have you how long ago did this happen how long started nine years ago nine years ago i've been in this wheelchair about eight years eight years yeah Uh, and i've got milk crates with wheels underneath them 
and mm-hmm. I lean on over, I lean over on my milk crate, mm-hmm. and I put my hammer, my screw gun, and different things into the milk crate. Yeah. And I scuttle from this side of the wall, or to that side, or in this room, or down the hallway into the bathroom or bedroom, or wherever I'm working in the kitchen. I so are you still working? I can still get it done. And but look, are you still helping? I'm peeling around. around. You peeling around? Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. I, well, I walk with my canes, my crutches, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I okay. still get it done. Because, you know, it's... Once you give somebody a certain skill to the level that I have it, you can't take it away. It's like riding a bike. You know? Right. You can't lose it. And I'm so good at what I do, and I'm not expensive. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Uh, to the point I still I still get my man. You still get your man? Yeah. All right, now let me find See, out. Is, let me find out, Mr. Mike. Bring is anything. a hustler, bring hustler. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. I, I get it done. Just mm-hmm. like, uh, what's my man? Um, what's the comedian's? The comedian, no. What's his name? Um, it's the comedian with the long hair. Cat Williams. Cat Williams. What, what, what was his, What was his line? Um, dang, I wish it because it would make you laugh. Uh-huh. But yeah, I get it done. Right. I get it done. Um, but uh, I want to get myself together, get myself situated, and open my business back up. Start my business back up like so a- I can hire some of these people. Yeah, you can instruct have people because no you have that eye. They have, but they have no skills. A lot of these people, a lot of our, our young people that are coming uh-huh. up, they've got no skills. Really? Yeah, a lot of my brothers and sisters have no skills. Mm-hmm. They're coming, some of them aren't even graduating high school. Yeah. And high school is a, school is a joke nowadays. I think, I think the system, you know, call it the Illuminati or whatever, the system is messed up. It's yeah. truly messed up. Uh-huh. It's geared for them to profit and to be successful and not anyone else. And that includes white and black people. I suffer. Yeah. You know. Um, That's true. When they knocked down the two trade buildings, I was beginning to realize how how uh, how much they don't care. They don't care. The people who are controlling and running this country don't give a hoot about me being homeless, Man. standing under a bridge. The only reason why they want to get rid of us is because it's unsightly for the white folks when they come Walk walking past us uh-huh. every day. Right. Getting ready to put that Marriott Hotel on that big piece of property that's vacant over here. Mm-hmm. Okay? On the other side of the tracks, up from here. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Right, between K and L. Yeah, I know what right. you're talking about because I yeah. walked over there. It's a big piece of property. It's going to be a Marriott Hotel. Right there? Right there. And they don't want to have us here. Sitting they right there. They don't want us here now, and they don't want us here there. They so, definitely ain't going to want y'all on that street. Right. Well, they, I heard that's the, the, a, the bad well, side. The, the one with the two, with the two, with the, where it's all lit up underneath? How uh-huh. do you mean bad? When they, Not that one. The one under the, the next one. So, let me see. The one in between you Us and, and them, and yeah. The last one, yeah. Why you Not, so bad? No, bad. let me let me think. So you I got mean, we came the one down here, and then no, no, no. Yeah, this side is actually it. decent. The one over there right. by the train station is decent with the lights. Right. The one in There's the middle. Another, the one in the middle. Yeah, it's, it's the one right. that's a lot of uh, drugs. You can tell well, there's a lot going on over there. A lot more than just. Yeah, hey, this Bob, one is doing? different. Yeah, play some cards. Yeah, I know. It's what you doing on YouTube today? It's <laughs> a little bit more going on over there. Huh? It's a hell of a lot more going on over there. Well. So, and pops let me know that um they they got a lot of drugs over there on this side or your side they don't over like here, that yeah. on your I, side I, I, I y'all not tolerating it from what I understand. They be, they be, 
occasionally you run into the argument and the fuss and the fight. And that's just over there. It's got some mental issues going on. Yeah, I know. And I happened to be coming up the street about four days ago. And for some reason, she wanted to push me up the hill. Mm-hmm. Or you can tell that she really, really, really wanted to push me up the hill. Okay. I mean, really, really wanted to. Okay, so fine. I'm going to let her push me up the top. But see, when we get on level ground, I got it. Right. Okay, so when we get to the bus stop, I'm thinking that I'm going to push myself across the street. Oh, no, she's going to push me across the street and some more. <laughs> I had to really reiterate to her, I got this, now I'm on level ground. <laughs> but it was funny. Because it, it turned out we both were going to the giant. Oh, uh, okay, right? okay. She really wanted to push me. She she really wanted to push you. Yeah. And she was not taking yeah, no she for an answer. Take no for an answer. You better let her push you. <laughs> you exactly. Because I, I know she's extreme. You. I actually got a chance to interview her. Her a little bit too. Um, yeah. yeah, and I actually know her as well. And from I did not know who she was until, when I first saw her. Isn't it interesting? Well, you know, from church, work, school. No, actually bus, through family. Through actually family. family. Wow. Yeah. See, so, wow. So this is really taking on a... And it's new, taking on a whole different thing. Wow. And, you wow. know, with the, uh, the icing on the cake was Pops passing away. I didn't... Yeah. I thought that was very interesting and a different experience and a yeah. more um, heightened level of spirituality in my spiritual realm. By him passing away and being able to record him telling Prior his story, yeah. which I don't and know that much five of days. necessarily, yeah. and within a short period of time. And see, that reminded me that you, know, you never know. You never know when the day or the hour right. when the Lord is going to come. We right. don't know, and we're supposed to redeem the time. Yes, it says in the Bible. Right, mm-hmm. we're supposed to count our days because we don't know. Right, and I'd be hearing about certain. Well, they always make announcements of stars and entertainers and athletes and so forth and so on who are dying. I mean, yeah. listening to the age level. You know, some people are dying. They're 81 and they're 91. Yeah. Sometimes it'd be 47 and 56. Yeah. Sometimes 20 years old. Yeah. 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 Or like the football. Some football player died. Mm-hmm. I think it's what the first week in, in, in summer practice or whatever. He's down on the field for an hour, hour and a half and he drops dead. Right. So, saying all that, yeah, I, I think about what I'm doing and what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Life, yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whether I'm going to be homeless or not, I'm still yeah. going to be a positive, uh, effective uh, uh, person in society. I'm going to do something positive with my life yeah, on a exactly. day-to-day basis. There are times when I wake up, I don't know what I'm going to do that day. And I honestly ask the Lord, what, 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 what am I going to do, Father? I don't have anything planned, in other words. Uh-huh. Should I go left? Should I go right? Should I go northeast or northwest? And I honestly will get an urge to, to, to go in a certain direction. And he blesses me for listening to him. Yep. You know, I came out of New York, New York Avenue shelter one day. I was going to go to church that Sunday. About nine something in the morning, I was going to go to church. I had mm. a choice of four churches. Three of them I had to go, I could have gone to if I came out and went left up mm-hmm. the hill. I could have gone to one of the three churches that way. Or I could have gone to another church if I would have came out and went right. Well, mm-hmm. I came out and went left to go to possibly three churches. And the Spirit of God said, Mike, turn around. So I'm halfway up the hill. I'm like, okay. And I go down the hill, passing right in front of New York Avenue shelter again, going down New York Avenue, going toward Bladensburg mm-hmm. Road. The Spirit of God said, go across the street right now. Instead of going all the way to the corner and making a left, the Spirit of God said, go across the street right now. I diagonally cut across the street, went into the Exxon service station right there on New York Avenue with the 
7-Eleven, mm-hmm. and this SUV, there was nobody in the parking lot, there was nobody at the gas pump. And this SUV had pulled him behind me and beat this horn. So I turned around, he beat this horn twice, because I didn't turn around the first time, because I said to myself, I know I ain't in nobody's way. Right. <laughs> he beat the horn again, so I just said, lady directions. So uh-huh. I turned around, I'm going over toward him, thinking he needed directions. He put his window down and said, here, gave me a roll of money. Wow. $21. Wow. But had I came out New York Avenue shelter and made the right. Yep. And you would have missed I it. I would have got there earlier than the DD. But I came out with good intentions to go and worship God. And I did. And I was going to worship him. And I was going to have to get out my wheelchair and push my wheelchair up this hill to go to the fourth church that I was talking about. Yeah. I, I can that relate. one time while I was coming out of Sums, coming down North Capitol Street. Coming down right there by the NPR building. And I made the right to go in front of that church to go to the library. Mm-hmm. And I got right in front of the church and the Spirit of God said, Mike, turn around and go back. Go back to North Capitol Street. And wow. I said to myself, Lord, I know you don't want me to go back up the hill. Right. He said, no, make a right. So I made a right. I'm going down North Capitol Street, away from the NPR building, going mm-hmm. toward K Street, the intersection with the old church on the corner, mm-hmm. and Gonzaga across the street. Yes. I got right to the corner. And there was a backpack right there sitting basically center of the intersection of the sidewalk. Yes. It's not mine, and I'm not a thief. I've never had thievery in my heart. Right. Okay, you can have a $1,001 bills in your house, in your drawer, on your bed, on your sofa, on your coffee table. I ain't going to take any one of them. Right, because if it ain't mine, then I ain't touching it. Shoot. Mm -hmm. I pulled up inside that backpack. Mm Mm-hmm. Got my book out, my other backpack. Uh-huh. I decided to read for about 20 minutes. And I said to myself, now, why would somebody leave this backpack right here? Right in the middle. They would leave it because, hey, Bob, you want a cigarette? I got something. You would run over there and give Bob a cigarette. Or if you're over here and they would see him, hey, man, you got any cigarettes? Or we want to get a cigarette, whatever, he would run over. And that's why they would leave it right there. That's my thinking. That's the only reason why I would leave something here in this sidewalk. Yeah. Because I'm going to quickly go do something and quickly come, come back. Come back. Right. I sat there for about 15, 20 minutes. Nobody came and got that backpack. I said, this is mine. Thank you, Lord. That's why you asked me to go turn around. Yes. I put the backpack on the back of my wheelchair and went up to Martha's table in New Jersey Avenue. Got the stuff out. out Grabbed the backpack out the back. Off the back of here. Uh-huh. Fresh shorts that somebody had laundered that I gave away to somebody. Short T-shirts. Short sleeve shirts that I gave I blessed four people off that backpack. I know that's right. And it was that's the only and gave somebody the backpack. That's the only thing that I kept was the tools. It was a pair of channel locks in there with thirteen dollars, a box cutter, and a container with the little bits to go in any of your screw guns. Yeah, uh-huh. that's the only thing that I really kept and a razor blade, brand new razor blade. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? Boom. Four people got socks, rolled up socks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Some brand new stuff, some used stuff, some Used, well, anyway, the point is, is that that's the way it's been. You know what I mean? Right. I've, I've tried to move. I'm not always successful. I try to move according to his will. I do what he wants me to do that day. Right. Because there are people out here who are in need of a good word, a yeah. reminder, some encouragement. Mm-hmm. They're in need of a little bit of love, however it can be shown. Right. I've had people buy me coffee. You know what I mean? I pull up the people with my last $2. Can I buy a cigarette? I said, even though I need this for my coffee, can I buy a cigarette? And not only do they give me one or two cigarettes, three or four cigarettes, but they give me another dollar on top of it. You know what I mean? 
to the point that here I am going up to Alley with my two dollars and two cigarettes. I'm a happy camper at eight thirty in the morning. Right. I got my caffeine and my nicotine. Uh-huh. And as I'm going up to Alley, this truck driver with his delivery vehicle pressing me to get up to Alley right all up on my back. So I pull uh-huh. over on the side thinking that he needed more room to get up. After a while, he beeps his horn, want me to come down. Spanish guy, 8.30 in the morning. Here, man, $3 on top of the $2 that I just had that I was yeah. going to spend on coffee. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now I got something to get a bagel with. Right. You know what I mean? Just that little that little, that little, little something like that. You know yeah, what I mean? That just, that just puts a smile on your face. Right. That after, you, after, after you've thought of the difficulty of the day, somebody does something nice and so that's one of the reasons why I do the outreach that I do I left and there are times when spirit of God be pressing me so you keep doing what you're doing because sometimes you know I want you to, I'm saying this because I would like for you to open yourself up to how he talks to us he talks to us God talks to you yes he will talk to you if you would only listen to dag on earbuds out your ear <laughs> you know what I mean stop talking to people on the phone all the time every minute just because that phone ringing don't mean you have to answer right, right. there and there especially if you sense the spirit of God you know what I mean? Anyway, so there have been times when he's caused me to go down the street. He's caused me to get out of my tent at a certain time so that when I turn the corner right here, as I'm going down, I would run across some Spanish people that I did night before last. They had been up to Union Station wherever else handing out food and uh, handing out the croissant with the ham and cheese in there and a little muffins. Mm-hmm. And they had handed out all that they wanted to hand out for the time frame that they had. But as I'm coming down the street, they got more that they need to get rid of. But they want to pray for me right then and there and give me something fine. Okay, fine. Boom, boom, boom. And cold Gatorade and da 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 Long story short, they had more food that they wanted to get rid of, but they also had to leave. They couldn't take any more time. So they ended up giving it to me. Mm. Can you hand this out for us? You know what I mean? Oh, Three wow. or four Gatorades and about six or eight, about six bags mm-hmm. of the croissants and the Ziploc, clear Ziploc. Mm-hmm. I took it right up to Union Station. Yeah. Even before I got to Union Station, hooked up my man. There's a white guy named Mike. Mm-hmm. I love him. He's way out there. He is mentally gone. Oh. He's mm-hmm. gone. Just mm-hmm. like my man Dave down here. The white guy Dave. He puts the hard hat on every day. He ain't got no construction job he's going to. He don't need that hard hat. Mm-hmm. He need one of the base, nice baseball caps that I got. Yeah. You know what I mean? That the Lord has blessed me with free with the tag still on it, laying right on the side of the road. I'm going to visit a friend of mine, senior citizen. I'm coming down the, down the street. I look over here. It's just had there, just like that. With the tag on with it. the tag still on it. Not oh, to wow. mention the Nationals hat I got and a couple other nice hats that I got. The Lord has blessed me with just by being in the right place at the right time. Uh-huh. Right. All right? Mm-hmm. I'm not bragging. I'm just boasting on him. I and know. his awesomeness. You yes. tell me? He knows where I'm at. He knows the situation. I, and he knows I can use a hat mm-hmm. every now and then. Because right. he knows what I'm going to do with him when I get it. If I'm not wearing it or if I see somebody needs it, I'm going to pass it right on. Right. You feel me? Right. He blesses me so I can bless others. Right. Because when the guy gave me that twenty-one dollars that morning, don't you think I kept all of it? Oh no. Or when the guy pulled up over here about a month and a half ago looking for some Muslim guy, could I said I don't remember. I don't think there's been any Muslim people on this strip since I've been here. Oh well, yeah, they've been here. Uh, I think she was in jail for a while, and I think she got out, and I just assumed she was going to be coming back here. Da 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 da. Anyway, here. 
what this means. He gave me, he pulled out a dollar, he gave me a dollar and he, and he reached back to his hand and flipped out some more bills and he gave me a 20, right? And I said, oh man, great. I had $21 in my pocket anyway. I didn't ask for no money, but he gonna volunteer to he give, give it to you. Yeah, you like, should take Thank it. You so much, this is gonna go toward my outreach. I said, I, I do an outreach program, da 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 da. I share whatever I get, da da da. He gave me another talk. He gave you another, another 20? Talk. Oh, wow. And then he gave me four more ones to go with the one that he had. So I left a body there at $45 in my pocket. $45 in your pocket. But see, check this out. I run across a couple people who needed to get home in Baltimore. I uh-huh. bought them tickets to get home to Baltimore. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, it's no joke out here, so I appreciate all that you are doing yeah. and all of whatever you intend to do. Yes. And I want to let you know that there are some of us who are still somewhat mentally stable. Stable. I've realized that. Appreciate it and can voice the fact to be appreciated and will take whatever you do with us for us and carry it to another level. You understand what I'm yes. saying? Which is what we're supposed to do with our blessings and things. Right. And then I'm going to ask you to be patient with those who don't have the ability to thank you and be appreciative and yeah. so forth. You know, because even when I when I went up to give Mike the sandwich and the Gatorade that the people had given me, he protested. He did not want, he wasn't going to take it at first. Now, I'm not sure if he wasn't going to take it because I'm in a wheelchair, because there's some people who don't want to take stuff from me because I'm in a wheelchair. They say that they, in their mind, they think I deserve more than that. Okay, I can understand it, but let's not talk about the philosophical, ideological stuff that's going on right now. Just go ahead and accept this. When I'm, whatever I'm trying to give you, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. But there's some people like, like I was saying, he didn't want to accept it. Honestly, I had to almost argue with him. I said, right. "Dude, I got six of them. I had to open my backpack to let him see. I got six more to go with this one, and I'm trying to give you. Right. And look, I got, I got three Gatorades. You know what I mean? I'm good. You can have this one. And he couldn't even communicate that he didn't want me to have it. But see, what's going on with him is some demonic things because that's also one of the things that's going on out here too, sister. Just to really let you know something. Uh This is not just a psychological, physical, mental illness thing that's going on with the homeless. Right. What did I say? It's not a psychological, mental, physical thing that's going on with the homeless. Some of what's going on with the homeless is spiritual in nature. Think about it. Yeah. There's some people out here who are demonically oppressed. Yeah. Not necessarily possessed. There's some of those too. And I've right. encountered some of those. There's some of us out here, homeless, us, who are demonically oppressed. That means they're pressured from the dark side. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, the Bible says. So people have lost the desire to live a decent life. They've lost the desire and the will to, 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 to go through the motions to get jobs and to get housing or to keep housing or to keep their wife or to keep their husband or to keep their children. I know people in, in the homeless state who've lost their children since I've been hanging out, out here since March. I actually interviewed one and lost her child. Yeah. There are people out here who, who are being oppressed from the spiritual realm of life and their life is being destroyed. Their life is being completely destroyed. And this is just one aspect of it. 
Can I ask you how did how did you get out here? Um, I was a foster kid to begin with many okay. years ago. Okay. okay. Um, I don't have aunts, uncles, cousins, brothers, sisters, and mom and dad to. Hey, mom, can you help me with this? Or can I stay over here for a week, a month? Can what should I do with my wife's situation? You know what I mean? Oh, I don't really? have that that that, mm-hmm. that network to fall back on. I've been out here on my own. I've been on my own since I was 16-ish. Okay. Um, but you was in foster care from a baby From age 10 to 16. 10. Okay, did you know your mother and father at all? I did know my mother and father by the grace of... Yes, I knew my mother and father. And by the grace of God, my foster parents would take me and my brother, oh, come over here to D.C. to visit my mom. My mom was German. Oh, okay. Well, she's still German. She's a dead German, but she's still German. But then, I use the word was, was German. Uh-huh. But, and, and my father, uh, my mother and father were separated. My father lived in Georgia, mm-hmm. in Atlanta, as a matter of fact. And he got in touch with D.C. services and claimed he wanted us back. Right. I stayed with my dad nine months and moved because he, alcoholism had Okay. And Both of the parents he, dealt with? Yeah. They, they, they were functional. Well, my, my dad was a functional alcoholic. He kept a good paying job. Uh-huh. But stayed drunk all the time. Right. My mother died in D.C. as a bag lady, even though she didn't have to. She wouldn't have suffered from the mental illness that she suffered from going through World War II and having all of her wealth and her father and mother as her father's wealth destroyed. She would have been an Olympic swimmer. She was training as an Olympic swimmer during World oh, War II. Oh, really? Wow. So when trauma, when life hit her, it knocked her for a loop. She wasn't able to bounce back. Back. Oh, yeah. My mother's parents owned delicatessens, motels, and real estate, and so forth and so on. And when Hitler tore all that up, she had family members who died, and she suffered, and yeah. she wasn't able to bounce back. Her, her medication that. was the bottle. Right, right, right. She I, I, alcohol in order to deal with the trauma yeah. and the reality of life. Yeah, I, um, I realize how blessed I am to have gone through my set of trauma and not result to things to right. kind of you know fall back on like right. addiction Drugs to things that crazy, can actually harm crazy. me sure, 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 or sure, sure. to be set in my way and be on that the part where you were mentioning that demonic side that because oh, yes. it's easy because when somebody goes through trauma you're in a dark place sure check this out yeah girls 10 years old at home her older sister tells her to go upstairs uh-huh. Get a sweater or a blouse or something out of the closet. Uh-huh. She wasn't able to see in the closet because the closet light didn't work. So she got a lamp uh-huh. and put the lamp in there so she could see to get the sweater. Yes. The lamp fell over. The house got caught on fire. The house was completely destroyed. Completely. Not the fire department comes and puts the fire out. Yeah. And y'all move back in in a couple of days. Completely. Leaf burned it. Yeah. The girl was traumatized from that her entire life. They would constantly go, Chantel, you know, you destroyed my life. You, you caused my marriage to do this, that, and the other. You know what I mean? After we, after the house burned down, it affected her siblings, her sisters and brothers. Everything was always on Chantel's shoulders and Chantel's fault. Chantel grows up as an adult and she's got two kids. 
she can't halfway manage her own life now because she is so psychologically drained mm-hmm. and traumatized that she can't even deal with her man in a more proper way that she should to really put the relationship at a better space. Mm-hmm. And she's not dealing with her kids in, in, in slightly better ways than she is because of how she was disciplined. She don't want to discipline her children, so therefore her children are wild. How do I know? I stayed in the house for seven months, working on the house. I put in a new kitchen, new bath, recess okay. lights. I closed in a screened-in back porch and put a skylight in there. I did a rack of work in that house. Mm. And I was able to observe what was going on. This girl is oppressed by the forces of evil. Because of the traumatic state that went on then, demons and nymphs and stuff will follow a person around mm. for years. Because keep in mind, they, they have been living for thousands and millions of years, maybe, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Hundreds of thousands of years. And they, they don't die. Angels don't die. You know, that's a fact. Yeah. So what do they do? They kick it with whoever they want to, for however long they want to, wherever they want to. Mm-hmm. They will kick it with my family. It's called generational curses. Yes, generational curses. Generational curses actually occur. It's real. They've got jobs to do. Just like we have been assigned angels to watch over us, demons have been our assigned people too. And they follow people around. Not 24. They don't have to follow a person around 24-7. They can just follow them around. And come. Well, we know what Mike's going to be approximately. He's either going to be on Christian, he's going to be at Union Station, he's going to be at Serums, he's going to be somewhere around here. Mm-hmm. But they'll go mess with somebody else for a while and mess with somebody else for a while and mess with someone. They'll mess with three or four individuals in one 24-hour period of time, constantly muffing up their life. Some guys would be at a party, and because he says something messed up to his girl, I'll kill you, mom, mom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, the, dumb, the demon goes, oh, no, he didn't say that. <laughs> We're going to help him do exactly what he just said out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. That's why the Bible says there's power in the tongue. Right. we got to be careful what we say out of our mouths. Mm-hmm. Because we can damn ourselves. We can damn other individuals. We can, we can, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've been in, in this homeless state for almost 15 years. On 15 off. years? Te- technically. On and off? Technically. It's here's the, the deal. Here's the deal. Okay. Because of my skills... I used to stay at people's properties who had vacant properties because of my skills. Mm-hmm. They had multiple pieces of property. I worked for people who had 30, 40, 50, 60, 80 pieces of property here in D.C. Uh-huh. Many of them, or not many of them, but at times there will always be one vacant. Yeah. Okay, well, Mike, you can go stay over here. The electric's already on, the water is on. You stay over there. Just make your pallet, blah, blah, blah. Now come pick you up when we work. Mm-hmm. When we work. When we work. I might not work for him Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I go to work for somebody else Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I go hustle some money somewhere else. Or not. Or just sleep all day long. Sleep and eat and do whatever. Or just whatever. Whatever. You mm-hmm. tell me. I got no rent to pay. I ain't got no girl to come home to him. No kids to come home to him. That's another story. Okay. You follow me? But I'm not hurting him. I'm not trying to rob nobody. I'm not figuring out how to get some money for no drugs. Right? Right. I'm going to get mine. Because when I do go to work, I'm going to make $150, 200 $300 that day. Mm-hmm. What you have here is you have a gypsy man who's able to travel throughout D.C. Mm-hmm. and do work for people who own property. Mm-hmm. Multiple pieces of property. Mm-hmm. I've stayed in multi-million dollar units. 
and worked on multi-million dollar units. Brand new car, brand new refrigerator. Some of them, two or three got dang on refrigerators and the bad boys. Because mm-hmm. they were like that. Mm-hmm. Okay? And get paid. And go and do whatever it is that I want to do. For however many days I want to do it. But never taking from anyone. Or destroying anybody's lives. If anything, doing stuff. You know what I mean? Like I just I just hooked this sister up from Baltimore. Let her stay here for a few days until uh, I actually had gotten a tent for her. And uh, she woke up and I had done this tent with a brand new quilt, white. I had a pillow top kind of white quilt that someone gave me that was so nice. I refused to put it on my, bu- my bed. Mm-hmm. I put it in a plastic totes, one of the plastic totes. Mm-hmm. And I had brand new fresh linen. So when it came time for me to make up a tent for her while she was asleep, I got Unc mm-hmm. and a couple, another guy. We put this big old tent up that I got still. And when she woke up, we had erected it right beside mine. I said, go, go check your tent out. I told her we was going to do it. She unzipped it and I had put the bed out there with the quilt mm-hmm. and the pillow and a new pillowcase mm-hmm. and some clothes. Threw the black leotard thing out there and mm-hmm. so forth that she could jump into Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sister down here from Baltimore. Don't know me from Adam. Oh, I, I met her while I was handing out cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? That was a, oh, I wow. had never finished the story. That was a sister that I ran into. Mm-hmm. Uh, little lady. Short, petite. Um, she was a ball of energy. But she had an addiction issue. But uh, her son ended up breaking his arm. So while she was here on the third day. So she ended up going back. But I was going to bless her with you know her own tent and, and, and mm-hmm. the hookup. Right. You know, which actually I did. You know, fair uh-huh. and winder and diner, so to speak. Um, but uh, to answer some of your questions, we can get complacent and comfortable in this situation, too. That's also one of the things that I've got to be concerned with. Within the 15 years of you being out here? Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and not only the 15 years, but also anyone who is even a, who, whoever is experiencing the homeless state in a short period of time. doesn't have to be 15 years. I've, I've paid rent in D.C. I think maybe two months. But because of my skills, I haven't had to pay rent. You didn't uh, have to pay rent. I did You were able I to live in from apartments you. and or houses. Yeah. Even out in, 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 in Waldorf and Akakee, uh-huh. I worked on properties in Baltimore. Right. Some of the some of the properties were so extensive. The, the amount of work that had to be done there was so expensive, extensive uh, that they would prefer me to stay there. You stay here and work. You can be security at the same time. So you and I that- can have appliances delivered at eight thirty from Best Buy's or from whoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 yeah. So you feel that that aided in your complacency sure. in terms of sure. wanting to have your own spot? Yeah, it was. It was. It was the cold. Yeah, right. I've lived in some nice places. I can't remember the name of that complex down here on the right-hand side along the Potomac River uh, where Riddick Bowe's house used to be. Mm-hmm. The boxer. Triangular. I can't remember the name of it. It's a badass million-dollar home. Uh-huh. But this guy's house that I worked on down there, the guy, one of the guys, he owned another property too here in D.C. This mm-hmm. house is bigger and better than Riddick Bowe's house. Right. $600,000 plus. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But, uh, I went to do work there, but it was such an extensive amount of work that I just stayed there. 
instead of going there from 9 to 5 or from 8.30 in the morning to 3.30 in the afternoon uh-huh. or whatever. You understand what I'm saying? Right. I stayed there. Mm-hmm. So it became a convenience for me as well as for the people that I worked for. Right. Right. I just got finished working for the family that I was mentioning to you about the lady, the young girl who at 10 years old, she accidentally set the house on fire. Oh, Shantae. Shantae, right. Shantae, right. I stayed at Shantae? her. Shantae? Shantae. Yeah. Okay. I stayed at, her, at their house, right, and uh, working on their house. It's just a butterfly. It's just a oh, butterfly. Oh, it's just a butterfly. Yeah, it's okay. just a butterfly. <laughs> a gorgeous one, too. Um, gorgeous. But, uh, um, yeah, I voluntarily left that house because I was tired. I was tired. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired of doing the same thing. Really? I was working on people's property, benefiting the heck out of them, uh-huh. and not getting much out of it myself. Right. In the sense of getting paid well for what I was doing for them. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't curry me just because I'm staying in your house. If I, Just because I smoke crack. You know what I mean? You're not, I'm not going to let you curry me like that. Right. You know what I mean? How long ago was this? I stopped smoking. I stopped smoking five months ago. Five months ago. Right. Okay. Voluntarily, I just gave it up. Just gave it up. Just tired. Okay. That's good. Just That's extremely good. tired. Just tired of doing the same thing over and over again. You know what I mean? Yeah. True enough, I'm not hurting anybody, but I'm really not benefiting myself. Yet. No, because you're hurting yourself more than anything. right. In a, right. So one of the things that 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 inspired me was to do. What I do, some of the outreach stuff that I do to keep you, know you. I mean? yeah. But I've I've cut back because I need to put more time into building me up. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I need to put more because I was putting a lot of time. I was feeding people every day, running around, going places, doing things, taking them by by the hand in some cases mm-hmm. to different places. Um, but I I need to refocus on me. The right. Lord wants me to go into some music. And uh, because I'm getting to have this cut off and a new replacement put in, Lord willing, by next oh, year really? I will be standing up. I know that's right. Holl- <laughs> hey, man. All right. That is beautiful. Yeah. Do you, are your siblings still alive? That you said you had I have a brother. A brother. I have a, a brother. brother. I have okay. one brother uh, who's going through some medical and marital stuff. So we kind of stand offish in a way, oh, okay. you know, and I don't have uncles and aunts to deal with because of the fact I was a foster kid. My yeah, so it's just him. Right, 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 right. Okay. Uh, but as far as having other sisters and brothers, no, I don't have. Right. I don't have that network to fall back on. Right, right, right. would be a right, great right. thing for everybody and anybody. And mm-hmm. I really sympathize when people are arguing and fussing and fighting. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really, because it'd be like... One, two, three o'clock in the morning, and they don't realize how loud their voices are underneath that bridge. Yeah, when the car's coming through, how yeah. loud that yeah. echoes. And when there, there is no traffic, when you're talking to somebody over there, depending on how loud you're talking to them, I can hear every word you're saying right over here. Mm-hmm. As if I'm standing right there. Right. Because that sound bounces right off of that stone wall, comes right over there, and comes toward me. But, uh, yeah, uh, uh, so it, my heart goes out to them when I hear them arguing. And they be going at it. I they know. Really Pop going us. at it. He, he yeah, told they us. Be, they, be, they be really going at it. And it's not only them, but it, it was another family further down, somebody who I bought a, a, a tent for uh, a couple times. But, uh, uh, yeah, when, when I hear that fussing and fight, my heart goes out to people because here's another reason. You draw the negative elements right to your situation. Yep. 
forces of evil might be around the corner dealing with somebody else's stuff and they're gonna hear you and your man and you and your friends arguing, fussing, fighting at the cookout. Oh no, he didn't say that. Called him a what? Oh yeah. It's they, transferable. They will come from right around yeah, the corner. Energy is transferable. That energy, that karma thing will come around the corner and come hang out at the party, at the cookout, at the picnic. Yep. Right. See what else they can kick up. Right. If, if y'all attitude is the way it is toward each other now and we're not involved, wait until we get involved. Right. The force of Then it's going to, yeah. yeah. Then we're going to kick it up. Yeah. Right. And we love it when y'all cuss each other. Right. Right. Yeah. See, that's a, that's one of the things that's going on in society and in the world. See, not only do you have your gay and lesbian and transgenders and all that kind of stuff coming out the closet, mm-hmm. but you also have the paranormal coming out the closet, too. Mm-hmm. Because keep in mind, they know that their time is short. And our time is short. Anytime forces of evil will knock down two buildings in plain daylight, broad light, and kill 3,500 some odd people just like that, Time has got to be getting close. See, they shot John Kennedy in broad daylight on national TV beside his wife in a car in a convertible Cadillac mm-hmm. so that everybody could see it. The force of evil, the powers that be, right, did that. They don't care. Yeah. And they dropped those two buildings up here in New York and then hit the Pentagon, mm-hmm. which is right there where I grew up. I grew up in Arlington. Oh, okay. The first black community that you run into in Arlington. When you go on 95, you go around the Pentagon and you bang that left, bang that left to go south. That community right there is where I grew up as a foster kid. Oh, okay. I could come right to the end of our fence and look over and see the fireworks. Here in yeah. DC. And when they ran into that, when they ran that plane into the side of the Pentagon, it hurt me. It was like running into my neighbor's house. You right. Know, if your neighbor's house catches on fire, you're going to run down there and help. Right. Well, when they ran that plane into the side of the Pentagon, that kind of ticked me off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Same thing when they dropped them two buildings in New York City, for real, for real, because I'm my second wife was from uh, New York, and I love New York. I've been up there 12 times to Manhattan, Westchester County, and New Paltz, upstate, and so forth and so on. I hate to see destruction. I broke down crying with a coffee table full of crack cocaine when uh, Timothy McVeigh blew up that building in Oklahoma. Tears came to my eyes because I felt the pain of the people who were in that building. There were people who died in that building who went by to use the bathroom. Mm. There was somebody who went by to, 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 to put in an application for a job. There was somebody who went by that building that Timothy McVeigh blew up to drop off a birthday card. But guess what? The same ones, same situation in New York. Some people died in that building, in those buildings, or around those buildings, just because they wanted a cup of Starbucks coffee, and they are now dead. How many people have died prematurely because of the cancer that was caused from the debris that they breathed afterwards? Okay, so all of this is going on. It's residual collateral damage, but a lot of this is being caused by the spiritual forces of evil that know that their time is short. We are still over in Afghanistan, sister, 19 years later. Mm-hmm. Which we were, see, our soldiers, male, female, black, and white, have gone over to, have gone over to, uh, he's gone. Okay. Our, our, our soldiers, black and white, male and female, have gone over to the Middle East to fight a war that we shouldn't be in. Mm-hmm. But it all has to do with 
the powers that be right. that want to be over there. Because you know 80%, 90% of the world's heroin comes from Afghanistan. And you want to know why we have an opiate problem here in this country? The front. Yeah. They talk to us about it. They tell us about it. But there ain't no real effort, strong effort to stop drugs over here. They're bringing it over here. They're just trying to fill us up with that false news, that fake news, that them lies. Uh-huh. And yeah, we're having an opioid problem because y'all was feeding the opioid problem. Them people that own the pharmaceutical companies was pumping society with the drugs way before it became an issue. Mm-hmm. They knew it was an issue before it was an issue. Right. And they knew they was creating the issue because that's what they do. They create a reason to go to war, then they go to war. And then we got to wonder why we got to make so many flags to put in them caskets. Because they created this situation. They dropped the two buildings in New York to give us a reason to go to war. Now that we're in war, we got to pay for it. All the stuff that needs to be paid for in war, from the shoelaces on the boots to the flags on the coffins, to everything associated to the, all the bullets, everything associated with war has got to be paid for. Beware of the military complex that we were told, right? Mm-hmm. Look, not only that, the pharmaceutical complex too. These people are making money hand over fist and see the wild part about it. The only reason why it's becoming an issue is because it's a white thing now. If it was only blacks being killed on a regular from the opioids, from the heroin, or from the crack, or from the K2, it wouldn't be an issue. But because of the white, the fact, the fact that white people are dying, that's when it becomes an issue. That's when it becomes worthwhile news. Right. You ought to go on YouTube and see, look up I-95 and uh, what's the name of the what's the name of the drug that they putting in the in the K2? Oh, I don't know, but I think synthetic weed. No, 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 no. The other, the part that's killing, actually doing the killing. What's the name of it? I do not know. Oh, what's the name of the drug that's in the uh, in the opiate in the in the in the in the K two? Just cause it's in the K two. So they added something to the K two? Oh yeah, yeah. Before yeah, because I realized like people are doing like real zombie crazy things. Yeah, you can get high. You used to be able to get high on K two or smoke K two and not die from it or not. Fall out the way they're falling out from it. Okay? Yeah. Right. yeah, I used to say. What's the name? Of, what's the name of that stuff? Fentanyl. 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 Excuse me. Fentanyl. The fentanyl. Go on YouTube and look up I ninety five, I ninety five. The route I ninety five and fentanyl. Right. Put that in. Uh uh-huh. And watch the report that they do about the fentanyl and I ninety five. The fact it's running. It's an issue all the way from ninety five, Miami, Miami, Florida, right? mm-hmm. all the way to Boston. And I interviewed these people in Miami, in Baltimore, in Camden, New Jersey, and in Boston, white and black. Yeah, and and the effect. And, and they interviewed the uh, EMT workers and the uh, and the uh, and the uh, and the uh, the police officers dealing with uh, the the K two uh, overdose stuff that's going on. Yeah. And it's an issue, a big issue up here at uh, Union Station. Yeah, I know. It's an issue in a whole lot of places. four or five people have died up there at Union Station in the last year. Atlantic Avenue and Southeast. Have you ever been over there? Atlantic Avenue. I try Um, not to go over there. Yeah, we call it Third World over there. It literally looks like a Third World country. Is it that bad? Yeah. It's like a whole park. If you look at Union Station or DuPont Circle, I think DuPont Circle got an issue like that, but 
the park is filled with people things. hanging out and, and then sleeping laying and out right. like limped over right, 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 i right, mean right, right, right. it's a whole totally thing yeah. yeah yeah it's messed up it's real messed up yeah but see the root of the problem is the powers that be that have been around for ages mm-hmm. and who are controlling this mm-hmm. and most of them are white 97% of them are white, 98, 99% of them are white people. They're using us black folks to do the street and hand-to-hand peddling of the drugs. But they're the ones who are supplying them. Yeah. Those are them, them chemists, them, them white chemists. Those are white, those are white people. They came up with that synthetic K2. Yes, yes. They came up with that. Sure, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They're creating zombies. They're creating people who have no will or desire to live. I know this because I had to live it myself. Yeah. Even though I, I I wasn't living, I was existing. Yeah. On a day-to-day basis, I was existing. I wasn't hurting anybody. I was benefiting people in their homes. I was putting in ceiling fans, front doors, and security doors, and putting up <clears throat> putting up alarm systems and motion detector lights and all this. I was doing positive things in society, in a sense. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't doing positive things for myself. Plus... I was buying into the drug, the, the drug market. I was spending hundreds of dollars a day in many cases. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeding the system as well. And that's one of the reasons why I stopped. Yeah. I was like, heck with this. I'm not going to continue to buy drugs and feeding into the system. And right. fueling the system. You know what I mean? And then turn around and complain about it. Right. No, that's being too fixed. Right. So I got to stop. I got a question to ask you. This is my last question. Um, do you feel like you're you're happy? Are you finding any happiness? With when I do some of the outreach stuff that I do. Yes, that's where you find right, happiness. Right, that's where I find But also the joy. The joy that I have in my life knowing that I'm saved. Yes. See, irregardless of whether I get evicted mm-hmm. or my tire gets flattened, uh-huh. because that's my car. When right. a girl gives my, my body, our body, her body to another man in my bed, which is one of the things that happened. Oh, okay. God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just paid $1,200 plus for that bed. One thing ain't going to happen. You ain't sleeping on this bed again. And I don't want to sleep on this bed. I said, try to set fire to that bad boy. <laughs> I sure did. I tried to set fire to that bad boy. <laughs> Police officer had his hand in his gun over in Alexander. You about to arrest, sir. If you like that bed on fire, I'm going to have to arrest you. I said, sir, this is my bed. This is my backyard. He said, that might be the case, but there are no open flames in the city. So I was throwing matches under my hunch all at the same time. That's one of the only times I've ever been real thankful that the daughter of my neighbor, she was famous for leaving the top off of the lighter fluid. And it would get rain in there and it would dilute the lighter fluid. Because I had doused that bed down like crazy. That bed should lit up. At, definitely by the third match I threw on there. Oh, you know wow. how fast lighter fluid goes. Mm-hmm. But it was diluted. Mm-hmm. So I was thankful. That, yeah, we were yeah. thankful too. Yeah. <laughs> we got an opportunity to interview you right but now. I've been, I've, been, I've been through a lot. Yeah, yeah. But it's never caused me to hurt other people. Even some of the people who have hurt you. Have hurt me. Yeah. And so. I don't have hate. I don't have bitterness in my heart because of what my father and mother did or didn't do, mm-hmm. or what my wife did and didn't do, or the people that have done me wrong. Uh-huh. So I wake up, don't have to look over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. It's another day of mercy and grace. 
and I try to go forward. You all right? You okay. flew away. Um, uh, I, I work up to a new day of mercy and grace every day, uh-huh. and we all should. And that's one of the things that I'm trying to that I try to instill. It's mm-hmm. over there. That's mm-hmm. one of the things that I try to instill into my brothers and sisters when I'm giving them food. Right. So the mercy of God is doing this right now at one o'clock, two thirty in the morning. Like when I get, I got a coat, two thirty in the morning, and them socks, two thirty in the morning. It's cold. It's mercy of God. It's breaking you off. Hooking you up at 2.30 in the morning on a cold night with this coat. It's not me. It's the mercy of God. Here, put these socks on. They should fit. Yeah. They've never been worn, so they're going to fit whose ever foot go in them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. So I just remind people and let people know that there is a God out here. In spite of all the effed upness that we have to live through mm-hmm. in life, it's not as bad as it could be. Yes. It's not as bad as it is for some. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Mike, man. I appreciate this. This was a really good interview. Very good interview. Make sure you check out my website, www.thisisgrandmaswisdom.com. All right. Go follow me. Go like me. Go share. Go share something. Go share one of my teasers. <laughs> See y'all later.